0: What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family.
1: Good food. Summertime and friends of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to
0: the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Coming to you from the basement studio at Eat More Barbecue World Headquarters, this is episode 231 of Canada's Barbecue Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sanderson. Thank you for tuning in, downloading. And listening in, however you're doing it, I do appreciate it, y'all. Welcome to part one of our 2022 Year in Review. This week I'll cover our episodes released January through June and share with you uh, who I talked with, but I'm going to change things up from previous year in review shows. In the past, I've shared some memorable clips from the guests, but this year I'm going to play the answers from each guest to the question I lead just about every episode off with. What does barbecue mean to you? I think uh, you'll get a great collage and uh, see some themes coming through. I do hope you all had a wonderful Christmas and were able to enjoy some time off, and I'm sure there was some tasty barbecue along the way. Enjoy this look back at the first half of the year, and I'll be back next week with part two. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by the Motley Q 2022 Competition Bounty Program. For the last couple of years, Motley Q's amazing products have been winning awards in multiple sauce and seasoning contests like the best sauce on the planet. Competition barbecue cooks have also been receiving calls using Motley Q products at competitions all over the world. So this year, Big Joe and Jess are looking to add to the winning. In 2022, when you use Motley Q products and win a category or a GC, you'll get some extra jangle in your pockets. It's as simple as this. Use Motley Q products in a sanctioned competition and take some pictures or video as proof. When you win a category or a GC, email Motley Q that proof and they will send you $250 as a bonus for continuing the winning. They will most likely do a post about your win, but will not share any pictures or video you don't want out there. Your secrets are safe with them. Visit motleyq.ca. That's M O T L E Y Q U E dot C A. And click on the Barbecue Bounty Program tab at the top of the screen to get all the details. Way back in January, I was finally able to sit down for a Zoom chat with Kevin Sandridge, host of the Barbecue Beat podcast. Kevin is based out of Florida and with both of our busy schedules, it took some time to finally connect. If you haven't already, be sure to check out his show. Kevin has a knack for making great connections with his guests that I truly appreciate.
2: Uh, I, I'd say, you know, community, right? It's it's the connections that make it for us all. Uh, you and I both being in the podcasting you know, side of things, mm-hmm. I think we understand that maybe more than some. Uh, yeah. Because as we reach out to people, mm-hmm. we make new friendships
0: and connections and and it's just a blast.
3: Yeah, awesome.
0: We followed that episode up with a unique crew out of the Dallas, Texas area, the Halal Barbecue Pitmasters. Zahed, Nagai and Rehan explained how they came together and walked us through what it means to cook halal meats. With the exception of pork being forbidden, it really just means that the meat has been slaughtered and prepared according to Islamic law. They also have a line of great rubs available on their website, HalalBBQPitmasters.com. Check them out if you're looking to add some different flavors to your queue.
4: Barbecue, uh, essentially, you know, for, for me, whenever I'm grilling, it's always uh, getting people to come round or inviting family and, and and that. So it's it's definitely part of our motto, actually bringing people together. Yes. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's a social thing. I don't, I rarely... Grill for myself, okay. or you know, obviously do grill for the family. But you know, I mean, it's it's the the bigger barbecues I've had, brisket. It's always large groups of people, yeah. and so that's the part I love about it. It's yeah. it's it's the it's the uh, bringing everyone in and around. The, everyone gets amazed at the at the brisket mm-hmm. and the burgers and the yeah. steak, and you know, uh, I, that, that's that's what it means to me. Huh? Outstanding. Uh, Nagai, how about you?
0: Very similar. Yeah, I think barbecue for me is meat, family, and friends. Okay.
5: You know, Perfect. and, and it's, a, it's a great way to bring people together. And same thing when I'm
0: usually cooking, I cook much more than I eat. And so a lot of it gets shared with neighbors. It gets shared with, you know, extended family, it gets yep. shared with work. Um, and, and it's a, yeah. So, so definitely along the same lines as we're home. Yeah. And uh, as I had the, uh, the other guys took the good answers, uh, anything, uh...
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much what I was going to say, yep. but, um, the, the only thing I can build upon that is I also see barbecue as a, as an icebreaker of sorts. Mm-hmm. Like it's a way for us to meet people we wouldn't otherwise meet or, you know, when we participate in competitions, especially. Right. We meet a lot of people we wouldn't otherwise meet and a lot of people would never heard of halal or anything like that. And, um, and so it's, it's a way for us to exchange culture and, and other things. I, 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 think barbecue is, you know, is, has a huge um, potential to, help the world in a lot of different ways. Maybe that's more reaching, but.
0: No, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree that it, uh, it, it can bring people together and, uh, I mean, look, uh, it, it connected Canada and Texas tonight. Texas. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> we wrapped up January with a visit from the capo of the Canadian barbecue mafia, Mr. Jeremy Tebby himself, Jeremy and the other founding members formed the group as a way to build barbecue community in Canada and they have plans to extend, expand the, the mafia into some charitable components.
1: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question, I, and I've heard you've asked others about that. I, I understand, you know, you get a wide variety of different mm-hmm. answers. I think, I think one that resonates, and one that always comes back to me, is just the whole community aspect, like the whole getting together, cooking for friends, cooking for family, um, and, and the pure enjoyment of that. Like, there's nothing better than sitting down. With a meal. You now I know COVID has, has screwed things up like that for yep. a little while, but yep. you know, there's nothing better than sitting down and enjoying a good meal with friends and family and having them enjoy what you've cooked for them, you know, be it a steak or a brisket or a chicken. Um, you know, and just seeing the smiles on their face. Like if food brings people together. Absolutely. And, you know, my wife and I were we we love to entertain, we love to have people over to our house. We we've really missed that during COVID mm-hmm. and we're really looking forward to getting back to that. But I would say barbecuing for me is that's a big part of it is, you know, I found something that I'm passionate about. And I think the other part for me around barbecue is, you know, I'm not a golfer, but I equate it to sort of like the golf game yep. is, you know, you always try to better your game. You're always yep. trying to, you know, that next hole is always going to want to be your best shot. And that's sort of how I look at barbecue too, right? And I would, you're going to screw up the steak. You're going to screw in there. Absolutely. Nobody's perfect, but it's always about how do I do it better next time? And what can I do to make it interesting? And I think that's where I'm at sort of in my barbecue game is, is trying to keep it interesting is, you know, what, what is that next kind of meat? Can you cook or how can you cook that chicken differently? Or, you know, I'm going to do a steak tonight, but what can I do to it to make it a little bit different than the last time? Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, just keeping it interesting for me. Um, it has been a lot of fun and, and a lot of enjoyment out of that.
0: As we rolled into February, our friend Eric Dalton out of Houston joined the show for the second time, this time around, to talk about the mental health struggles he has faced and dealt with and how cooking in the barbecue community have helped him. This was an important episode for me to share, and I thank Eric for opening up the way he did. The holiday season can be especially difficult for some folks, so if you're struggling, please reach out to someone for help. Whether you're struggling or not, take a moment to t- touch base with someone in your life that maybe you haven't talked to in a while. It might just be what that person needs if they're feeling alone. I'm doing
6: good. I'm uh, happy to be back and kind of agree with what you just said. It's it's definitely something that a lot of people don't talk about and yeah. there's definitely a stigma associated with it. So I think hearing it from different perspectives or different people that you wouldn't anticipate struggling with will hopefully shed some light and, you know, get people to reach out for help that they may have wanted for a long time or really honestly need at some
0: point. Yeah. The following week, we return to Houston and welcome Travis Weaver to the show to talk about his barbecue rub down line of rubs and seasonings, as well as its other businesses. Check out www.bbqrubdown.com and order up some of these great rubs. I definitely need a refill on the Texas style for sure. Well, you know, for me, you know, I'm from a small town in central Texas originally. It means to me, you know, just being able to gather, you know tell some tall tales um talk about how your work week's been be able to unwind have a drink meet a new friend meet a na- new neighbor or your new neighbor your your neighbor's new friend or yep. whatever it may be yep. bring people together and uh you know kind of chat it up and just so for me it's not just about the food it's about the whole about the whole experience <laughs> Next up, we traveled, virtually at least, out to the far west coast of Canada in the city of Tofino on Vancouver Island to talk with the one and only Zane Kaplansky of Kaplansky Deli and Mustard fame. Zane was an absolute pleasure to talk to and I was very pleased to have the chance to enjoy a delicious sandwich from his restaurant at the Toronto airport a couple of months back and would highly recommend it, as well as checking out Kaplanskis.com to see where you can get your hands on some of his amazing mustards.
7: Uh, barbecue to me means bringing people together. I love the, the communal uh, connection, the community connection mm-hmm. that people make around food. And there's something typically with barbecue, you smell it before you see it. Mm-hmm. And when you see on people's faces that kind of, you know, yep. something's going on around here. Yeah, but, uh,
0: uh, what's that smell?
7: the grill. Yep. Uh, and then once you're around the grill, you know, it's, it's a very human instinct. To gather around the grill and share stories, and so you know the the guy with the uh, the tongs or the poker or whatever around the grill itself usually attracts a bit of a crowd. Yep. And the the stories that you share, the things that that uh, the lies that you tell, that the the, the <laughs> things yep. that happen is part of the magic of barbecue. Yes, fire, food, you know, connection. <laughs>
0: We closed out the month by zooming all the way across Canada to Hampton, New Brunswick to visit with Corey Richard from Beer Daddy Barbecue. Corey and his crew were in the process of building out their new brick and mortar location when we talked and they have since moved into that and are cooking on a beautiful set of trailer-mounted dual offsets built custom for them by our friends at Barrel Boss Q. I had the chance to meet Corey and see that beautiful rig in person at the Raleigh View Pitmasters dinner this past summer when Corey was the guest cook.
1: Barbecue and me, that's uh a... Oh, that's, you know, it's a question I get asked a lot, but
0: uh, I think it means like together and family and sense of community mostly. I just find it's when you put food on the table, it brings people together, and and barbecue is definitely known for doing just that. Moving into March, I used the podcast to share some barbecue news on a personal level personal level when along with my buddies Andrew and chance we announced the formation of our new competition team moose knuckle barbecue we cooked four comps in Alberta and BC this year past year and had some success with a couple of first place calls
6: what does barbecue mean to me is a is a family a community uh, you have uh, good times drinks friends and it's uh, it's an escape and, and a camaraderie a bunch of people with uh, like-minded ideas
0: awesome chance can you beat that? Uh, for me, barbecue is really about uh, mental health. Yeah. Found, I found I an ability to, to release my daily stress into being able to become creative with barbecue. It's also been a way for me to connect with uh, my wife and my kid. We cook together. We uh, we try to make plans out of it. We've started to divvy up tasks between us. My wife has taken over a lot of my rub and barbecue sauce recipes, so she preps that for me uh, to let me do more of the that actual cook portion. So it's turned into a real family ordeal for us and that brings us closer. The following week, we visited with Scott Barveer from Scotty's Whole Hog Barbecue in Minnesota. Scotty is bringing North Carolina-style whole hog barbecue to the folks up north and we had a great chat. Check them out at Scotty's Whole Hog BBQ on Instagram.
5: Oh, geez. Um, barbecue for me, um, you know, for me it has a lot to do with uh, family history, uh, connections to, to relatives. Um, my grandmother is, she was, oh, geez, her family had been in North Carolina for many generations. Okay. Um, just kind of, it, for me, it, it, it harkens back to those memories of when I was uh, just young going to visit relatives
3: mm-hmm.
5: and uh, just kind of going to mom-and-pop places, spending time with family, making a lot of food. Every time we went to North Carolina, we were always making food. So, um, you know, it's it's my passion for cooking food, but it has that connection to history. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's some nostalgia in there too, obviously. Um, So, yeah, you know, I think that's important in food too. But I think that drives a lot of people in the barbecue industry. (laughs) ¶¶
0: We were back home in Alberta next when my two daughters and I paid a visit to Whispering Wind Farms up near Dizbury to check out their Cooney Cooney hogs and Galloway cattle. It was great to meet with Kelly and John and see the operation as they were just getting settled into their new farm and home after a move. Um, well, good meat, I guess, is the big thing,
6: is tender, um, juicy meat, uh, flavor, I think is key, Um, and something knowing where, where you're buying your food from. And that's something that we looked at when we started our farm.
0: Next up, we had a conversation with Mike Lester and Brad Billard. Mike and Brad are the hosts of the ABCs of Canadian Barbecue live, live show on Instagram, as well as each doing their own things barbecue related in their homes in Northern BC and Ontario, respectively. Follow at the ABCs, that's the E-H-B-C-S, to keep up to date on upcoming episodes
1: that answer has probably changed a couple of times over the sure. last two years since i got really into it uh but now it, it's about community to be honest it's uh about the people that it's bringing me in my life and the long-term friendships that i, I get to create and share with
4: brad how was it, uh how about you yeah for me i mean i've always been a uh, drawn to cooking mm-hmm. um you know building my drum in 2019 just kind of changed that game factor I, you know, a different style of food for friends and family. And it really is about that sense of community that Mike talks about, but also um, what it means to have the family close by, sharing, you know, a meal, um, you know, laboring over a low and slow cooker of some sorts, to you know, or even a hot and fast on a grill, just to have those times. It's about the camaraderie, the friendships, the memories gained from just being around. And nobody likes to eat crappy food. So, yep. you know, barbecues good you know so it's good food and good times there's just something about it it's a lifestyle and as mike touched on it's definitely a community and and that's kind of changed a little bit too as we've grown the show um made a lot of new friends um Mm -hmm. and i say friends loosely because it's all online but you do have a connection to these people
0: Our last show in March was with Brent Bushell, who moved to Alberta from Australia and and has set up both a smoker building business and a barbecue catering operation. Bushell Barbecue closed out the month of March. Check them out at www.bushellbarbecue.com. That's B-U-S-C-H-E-L, barbecue with a C dot com.
5: That's a great question. Um, Barbecue to me started out as a hobby, um, but has sort of merged into an obsession, I guess you could say. Um, hours of scrolling through Instagram, looking at other barbecue restaurants and smoker builders and just looking at other stuff, going to Texas, talking with pitmasters and stuff like that. It sort of, sort of becomes part of, part of your way of life, really. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Part one of our Year in Review 2022 show continues after this with a look at April, May and June. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by Pitt County Barbecue, who is bringing authentic North Carolina-style whole hog barbecue north of the border to Alberta and Canada. Based out of Edmonton, Pitt County Barbecue will come to your event and cook an entire pig on site using their custom-built cooker designed by owner and pit master Peter Zekiewski. Pitt County Barbecue brings a unique regional barbecue dining experience. From North Carolina chopped barbecue pork to Piedmont-style coleslaw, trust me when I say you've never tasted anything like this before. The meat is so good you don't even need sauce. Peter was on this past season of Fire Masters on the Food Network and is truly inspired by the South. His attention to detail and quality is second to none. From delicious food to amazing customer service, make sure to book Pitt County Barbecue for your next event. This past summer, Peter hosted a Farm to Flame dinner series at the Old Red Barn outside of Leduc. The dinners featured guest chefs and several live fire cooking apparatuses designed and built through Pitt County Metalworks and provided an elevated live fire dining experience for their guests. Follow Pitt County Barbecue on Instagram and Facebook and to check out the photos from the dinners. To book your event, visit their website at pittcountybbq.com. That's P-I-T-T-C-O-U-N-T-Y-B-B-Q dot We opened April by catching up with our friend Luke Donald out of Canmore, Alberta, and the Moose Shed Barbecue. Luke has appeared on the show a couple of times previously, however, since we had last talked. They had acquired and opened up a barbecue food trailer, and he and his wife Leah welcomed a new addition to the family. You can follow them on IG at the Moose Shed BBQ and online at TheMooseShedBBQ.com. dot com. Barbecue to me is it's it's about passion and
8: about love and family. I think it's uh, it's certainly. I think for any barbecue enthusiast, whether you're a beginner or you know a professional, I think the love for barbecue is strong in everybody, mm-hmm. and that that does it. And. You know the whole family element of barbecue, whether they're blood relatives or friends. Um, you know it doesn't matter. Everyone mm-hmm. comes together, and you become a you become a family. So that's what I love, and that's something that I've really seen as well on the journey from um, when we did our first
3: mm-hmm.
8: podcast and our interview. You know, I was kind of starting out um, on the barbecue road here in Canada, yeah. and you know the love and response and reception that we've got from people. Uh, from all over the world, yeah, but you know, mainly Canada, uh, it's just been overwhelming really. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's such a a privilege to be part of the, uh, the barbecue community and barbecue family.
0: The second week of April, I was honored to chat with one of the pioneers of competition barbecue here in Canada, Mr. Jim Beauchamp. Jim got into the barbecue game in the mid nineties and besides competing in Canada and the U S also operated a barbecue restaurant for a time. As we move forward with barbecue here in Canada, it is important to remember where we came from.
5: It, it's uh, one of those hobbies that can get just about as expensive as any other hobby. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it's probably
2: pretty much along the
5: lines of, of uh, in cost of, of fishing. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, it became a family.
9: Mm-hmm. Yep.
5: You know, every, everywhere you go, you meet people. Everybody's got common interest. Yep, and uh, everybody's out to try and help one another. It's 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 a pretty good feeling.
0: Absolutely, yeah, it does. Uh, it it seems to attract uh, just a good breed of people, doesn't it? That's for sure. The COVID pandemic wreaked havoc on most parts of our lives and business, and businesses. And one of the hardest hit sectors was the live event and festival industry. One of the events that has established itself as a must attend here in Calgary is brewery and the beast. And I was excited to see it back for 2022 in April. I had the chance to sit down via zoom with festival founder, Scott gurney. That's a
5: great question. Uh, certainly to me, I, I think it used to mean, you know, the, the propane grill on your mm-hmm. patio. Yep. The think I all
0: started. Yeah. <laughs>
5: um, and, uh, you know, that quickly changed um, face and uh, since we've been doing Brewery and the Beast um, it, it, it means a, a, an array of things depending on what part of the world you're from and what mm, kind of absolutely. cooking you like to do yep. um, so you know certainly I, I see it as, as cooking with uh, fire and um, exploring the opportunities that exist when mm. cooking uh, over fire and uh, obviously our event's very focused on meat yes. um, but there's a ton you can do cooking on fire with vegetables oh, and fish and yep. all sorts of stuff
0: wrapped up the month with easily one of my favorite episodes the business of barbecue panel i sat down with chef jenny birthright of jane bond barbecue here in calgary marty yurchak from 1908 barbecue out of wainwright alberta and rob rob reinhardt from saskatchewan's prairie smoke and spice barbecue it was a great conversation and a big thanks to jenny and the crew at jane bond for hosting us for the evening and feeding us a great spread In this clip, each of the guests shares a bit of their background.
5: So barbecue is a hobby. Started a little over 20 years ago. Um, Started a part-time catering business in 1998. No, 2008. Um, But but part-time catering business. Still had a full-time office job and uh, built up enough momentum uh, that I was able to quit my job in 2012. So we're we're going 10 years into full-time business of barbecue now. Awesome. Awesome. Jenny. Sweet. Uh,
6: 10 years as well. Um, Rob. So, uh, I started as a food truck. So I, I have always worked in the hospitality industry. I actually have a, an advertising background. That's what I went to school for. But, uh, as a side job through school, I always worked in, in service or bartending. Um, and always I knew that I would have a food business. um, the dream was not necessarily barbecue. It, uh, it it kind of morphed into that. So, you know, with the invention of the food truck in 2012, uh, we landed on a few different cuisines. First, it was a Mongolian grill, uh, stir-fry food truck. Uh, and then just as uh, the barbecue culture started to really take off in Calgary, uh, I decided to, to learn it and, and kind of immerse myself in in that and fell in love with it and all of the, the history behind it and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the southern tour and just... Yeah,
0: love it. Awesome. And Marty. We're only into it for like maybe a year
6: and a half, so we're well behind you guys. (laughs) And I got my first taste of barbecue, oddly, from a South African doctor who lives in Wainwright, and he has a braai, and uh, he just cooks some just some chops on the barbecue it's a lemon pepper seasoning and i thought they were the best chops in the world so it was like a week after that i went and bought myself a kettle and it all started from there but our love of spices grew and we thought we did a decent job mixing them so yeah it was only about a year and a half the 1908
0: barbecue started in the spice business Took a little detour to start off May chatting with Joe Brennan from Canadian Fun Guy Foragers. Joe and his crew forage for a wide variety of wild mushrooms and then sell them in both fresh and dried formats. Joe shared about how he got into the business and we also talked about how some of their products could be incorporated into barbecue.
4: Uh, barbecue means summertime and, you know, spending good times with friends and camping and being out in the wilderness. And, and uh, there's nothing more, you know, um, they say American, but there's no nothing more Canadian, I should say, yep. than
0: barbecue. We had a new KCBS-sanctioned competition in Western Canada this past year, and back in May, Pat Carrick from the Columbia Valley Chamber of Commerce and Brad Thompson, co-owner of Invermere BC's Smokehouse 93 restaurant, came on the show to talk about the inaugural Columbia Valley Smoke Show. Moose Knuckle Barbecue made the trip out to Invermere for this one, and it was a great event they're back for 2023. It will be exciting to see this event grow.
6: Yeah, look, I mean, as uh, as, as a barbecue lover, as a meat lover, um, we were very excited to be approached by Smokehouse 93 uh, with the concept and the idea of bringing a uh, Kansas City-sanctioned uh, barbecue competition to this area. Uh, here at the Columbia Valley Chamber of Commerce, we're always trying to figure out ways where we can support local business, uh, encourage tourism, and uh, do all the, uh, the the wonderful things that uh, kind of enhance and uh, bolster the, the local economy. Uh, when Brad and Steve from Smokehouse ninety three said, "Hey, we want to bring a uh, barbecue competition here," we were really excited by that concept. These boys have done an incredible job to uh, bring you know barbecue culture to this valley. Mm-hmm. Um, their their uh, their place is uh, a one stop shop for us mm-hmm. uh, at lunch times. And uh, we really love these guys, so uh, we're excited to uh, put this event together. Uh, we're excited to welcome uh, competitors from all across North America uh, to our uh, gorgeous part of the Canadian Rockies. And um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a great event.
0: Awesome, uh, Brad. How about you? What does uh, what does barbecue mean to you? I don't know. Always growing up, my uh, grandpa he would uh, do a barbecue, and it would bring people together. I right. mean, uh, family, friends, and. You'd start to uh, smell the food cooking and uh, smoking, and essentially uh, you'd, it's something you'd get excited for. So um, for me, it's become a passion, and I really think it it's uh, a type of food that brings people together, uh, provides a lot of conversation, and uh, provides a lot of uh, flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, barbecue for me is life. The following week, we were talking about another new KCBS competition in Canada, this one in Clare, Nova Scotia. Philippe Godet joined me to talk about the Atlantic Canada Barbecue Championship. I'll be keeping an eye out for an announcement on the event for 2023, and we'll make sure you're all updated.
8: Uh, uh, Barbecue,
0: it's a way to get people together. Yep, absolutely. Simple as that, right? Yeah. More competition talk to close out May, but this time we had a conversation with some of the team members from Rusty's Smoke Barbecue as they were traveling back home after a great result at Memphis in May, placing fifth overall in the whole hog category. Stephen Perrin, Rosalie, Giganti, and Greg Aubrey joined me from their vehicle to chat about the event. Since they were traveling when we chatted, I didn't get to ask the what does barbecue mean to you question, so don't have a clip to play from this episode, but check it out. Really gives some insight into, uh, the work that goes into a competition like Memphis in me. Moving into June, I was able to check one off the podcast guest bucket list when the one and only Sam Jones appeared on the show. We had some technical issues on both ends, so the sound quality wasn't great at times, but it was a privilege to get to talk one of the rock stars of the barbecue business. Sam helps run the family business Skylight Inn in Aden, North Carolina, and along with his business partner Michael Letchworth, has started Sam Jones Barbecue now with a couple of locations.
1: Well, barbecue to me is ho hog uh, wood fire, and I'm not saying that's the end all be all. Uh, I always like to say well, barbecue is really defined by what piece of dirt you happen to be standing on uh, because it changes so much as, uh, as geography changes. You move from In some states, one community to the next, barbecue changes by definition. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to me,
2: here in East North Carolina, that, in my opinion, is what has always defined what
3: barbecue is.
0: I listen to a lot of barbecue podcasts, and I always enjoy it when I have the opportunity to bring the hosts... Of those shows onto my show. Pitmaster's Podcast is one of the shows in my regular rotation and I had a great cha- chat with one of the hosts, Anthony Lujan. Unfortunately, his co-host Rusty Monson wasn't able to make it, but I highly suggest giving their show a listen, particularly if you have an interest in the competition side of barbecue. Here Anthony tells us about his beginnings in barbecue. Man, it started off, I, well, I've always liked grilling. I was yep. always attracted to the grill.
2: Um, I just enjoyed it. I uh just kind of learned everything I on my own um this was I was getting into the barbecue about the time where everybody was holding their uh, secrets nice and tight mm-hmm. so nobody would really tell you about how to barbecue right correctly so you had to go on line try to dig some stuff up um at that time it was the smoke ring um did some research on there just started doing some backyard stuff um and I was living in Washington at that time okay moved back to Utah um, was at a local barbecue restaurant. Um, they just recently opened. They were competition guys, Rod and Roger, Rod and Roger from R and R Barbecue. They okay. were pretty heavily on the scene. They won some grand championships, and so I was like, "These guys must be legit." So I went into the restaurant, mm-hmm. checked it out, and on the wall was, "Do you want to learn competition barbecue?" Wow. And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> why not?" Yep. Went to the class, paid my hundred bucks, and got my mind blown because I did not know you could actually. Trim meat like like that yep. <laughs> to make it look good. Um, the process is learning it, and then so I took some notes, went home, practice, and there's a local backyard competition. I jumped in, did pretty well, and hook line sinker man. When you get a walk, you're oh, you're yeah. done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> butchery is a side of barbecue that is often overlooked, and within that industry, I think that women in butchery are also underrepresented. As the father of a female butcher, I want to shine a light on those helping all of us barbecue cooks with the essential meats that we need. Elise Chatterton is an Edmonton based butcher who is also involved with the competition competition side of things up in Edmonton.
7: Um so I love I love
5: all food. Um kind of events and sort of competitions um and i've been lucky enough to be involved with the Porkapalooza yes. barbecue yep. festival here for the last kind of like five years i would do the demos on the food stage yep. and then i had the opportunity to join um the actual board and i'm mm-hmm. the vice chairman of the board Wonderful. um so yeah we just a uh, competition was two weeks ago and yep. i love it like i love that it's kind of like continuation of my passion so i right. love the meat and mm-hmm. how it gets to the customer and then these barbecue guys they take it and they turn it into something fabulous over a weekend so yeah i feel like the two fit quite nicely Absolutely. together
0: I met our next guest at the Pitmasters dinner in Raleigh View early this year and soon had him on the podcast to chat about his barbecue business in Ottawa. That includes making sauces and vending at markets and festivals. Chris Villeneuve is a stand-up guy in a business full of great people, and he's making some great sauces under the Junior and the Kid label.
5: Oh, man, barbecue. What does it mean to you? I mean, for me, uh, I mean, barbecue, but also food is, for me, you know, growing up in our family and stuff like that, it was all about bringing people together. Mm-hmm. And I find that, and and actually, last weekend really, don't want to say, <laughs> solidified that. I mean, it definitely barbecue definitely uh, brings people together. Absolutely, and yeah. uh, that's that's for me. That's the most special.
0: Yeah, yeah. We uh, we certainly saw that, right? A bunch of people that uh, hadn't necessarily met each other and uh, uh, within a day or so, it was like everyone was just best friends forever, right? So.
5: Yeah, uh, it almost felt like the last day of high school okay, again, all over again, kind of thing, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, big party. Yep, my last guest for the first half of the year was a great one. As live fire guru Al Fregoni joined me, Al hails from Argentina and now resides in Texas after a stint in Italy. He and is doing some amazing stuff with live fire cooking and also sells a variety of cookers and accessories.
9: Oh, wow, that's uh. That's a deep question. Mm-hmm. So barbecue that we call asados, right? Yes. Asados for us is, uh, it's not only, uh, a, a way to cook or, uh, or a meal asados for, for Argentinian culture is, is everything, right? It's, is mm-hmm. how we socialize is how we spend time together is how mm-hmm. we share is, uh, it's way deep on our culture, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, we grew up with that, right? Yeah. Like, like me growing up, I like, uh, Every weekend all my life I have an asada, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So so first your dad makes it right when you're growing up, mm-hmm. and then you, you know, you start growing up, and then your bigger brother start making it, and then and then it's time for you to start making it, right. you know, with your friends, and uh and yeah, well, it's is is a huge part of mm-hmm. Argentinian culture, is is the
0: barbecue, right? Right. <laughs> You are listening to Canada's longest running barbecue podcast and it is time now for some barbecue news brought to you by the Barrel Boss Q, a family owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly, Troy, and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents to slow down a bit and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. Visit them online at BarrelBossQ.ca, that's B-A-R-R-E-L-B-O-S-S, the letter Q.ca and follow them on Facebook and Instagram, and tell them you heard about them on Eat More Barbecue. Not a lot of news to report this week. I do hope that Santa was good to you all, and that you found some barbecue goodies under the tree. I was lucky enough to get a new ThermoPop thermometer and a really tasty sounding sweet and sticky chicken rub. As we close out the year, I've been taking a look at some of this show analytics and I was humbled to see that the podcast had close to 15,000 listens this past year. The majority of those came from Canada and then the U.S., of course, but we had folks listening in from 43 different countries across every continent except Antarctica. It blows me away to know that people in Taiwan, Russia, Bolivia, Iran, Ireland and many other countries have listened to at least a bit of the show, and it really shows just how global the idea of barbecue is. I know that the barbecue we're familiar with here in North America comes from the southern U.S., but the idea of cooking with fire and smoke knows no borders. Next week, I'll chat about some of the most popular show episodes over the last 12 months. I'm always looking for guest ideas for the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there is someone you'd like to hear from can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at www.albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check out the listing of barbecue joints here in Alberta and then get on out there and give them a little support. If you're not in Alberta, get out to your local barbecue joints and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. That's a wrap everybody. See y'all next week and keep on smoking.